And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys? Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Fighting Fit Show. Today we are joined by Darren McGuinness, or Coach Pig, as he may be better known. Uh, where did the nickname come from, Darren? I knew this was going to be fucking asked. <laughs> I, I made sure it was, it was in the head. <laughs> uh, basically, by Pig is what I'm known by most people that know me from back home. Um, my girlfriend knew me as Pig. She still calls me Pig every now and, get, uh, now and again. Long story short, I used to be a little bit chubbier when I was younger. And then when I started losing the weight and training and all, the lads thought of you could crack to start calling me Pig. Also, I'm, I'm known for a hangover food. Uh, I remember once we were in the marshes and I ordered a big bucket of KFC chicken, smashed that, chips and all, gravy and all, went up and got a foot long out of Subway, smashed that as well. One of the boys turned around and was like, you're a pig. No. As you do. You are the pig. And <laughs> then it kind of caught on from there. <laughs> love it, love it. And then, so yeah, so you've kind of had your own um, kind of weight loss journey over the years, kind of a bit like myself, kind of started out a little bit, a little bit pudgy, a little bit more round. Yeah, and then kind of through, through health and fitness, you found your kind of, I found your love for health and fitness really and kind of being fit and healthy and kind of being in good shape and kind of how, how good that feels. Um, Absolutely. Tell us a little bit your story and kind of what got you in the health and fitness kind of bring us, bring us right back to day one. Sweet. So, yeah, as, as I mentioned before, I carried a little bit of extra weight. I always, I always played sports. It wasn't that I wasn't active. It was maybe, maybe sort of eating side of things that I kind of struggled with most of all. Um, played rugby, played uh, Gaelic football. But it was when I was around 17, um, I would have used rugby as an excuse to carry weight, you know, because I was yeah. in front row forward and I, I wasn't on the tall side of things. So I was like, right, this is, I'm almost just a fine eating this food so I can play the sport. And I was like, what's the point in doing that? Because it's not doing it in my health. Yeah. Um, obviously at that stage, you're like, all right, I want to start being able to chat, chat to girls and I'm going to feel more confident in myself if I wasn't carrying this extra bit of weight just for a sport. Uh, so all these things were kind of playing in my head and then they started training and doing a wee bit. Um, then you know, as things went on, I started enjoying it more and more. And then I did a few challenges, you know, your eight weeks, your 12 weeks and such. Got in fucking serious shape. But I found going so restrictive for such a short period of time, and it ended up sending me off the wagon maybe for like three, four, six months at a time. And it was, I got into a cycle of doing a challenge, going really strict for eight, 12 weeks, and then going off the wagon for six months. And... You know, it took a lot, a lot of time before I realized, you know, you don't have to be all in all the time. Um, consistency is the king. And I'm sure you know that yourself. Uh, those periods are good for building, you know, a bit of determination and knowing that you can go, you go deep when you need to. But you need to realize it doesn't have to be all in all the time. Yeah. It's fine. Find that nice balance where before you hit that point where you're kind of sticking yourself off it. You know what I mean? Just mm. kind of just just avoiding that line a little bit. Because I had a similar experience with boxing. It's like, you know, we a couple of months, you had a relatively short season, but you'd be going absolutely balls to the wall, training twice a day, fucking eating feck all. You know, and it, opposite to kind of you and your rugby, it was like we thought lighter was better, or you guys thought heavier yeah. was better. You know what I mean? So you're just kind of restricting yourself all the time. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, once off season comes, the guys at the club used to nickname me Ricky Fatten. You know, I, just, I just balloon up in between fucking in between sessions you'd be weighing yourself at the end of a workout you know oh if I drop the kilo or two after that session oh fuck that was a good session you know what I mean yeah. but just fucking you know not 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 tracking the, the correct numbers not focusing on the, on the on the right behaviors you know and just just fucking lessons learned really you know do you find uh, something like that if you're going to be doing weight cuts and now you would approach it very different now because of that past experience yeah, but at the same time, I do find as well, it's like to, to get in great shape, it's like I feel like people have to realize like you got to fucking put the work in. Like it's not, like oh, I, yeah. I don't know anybody, anybody that I've ever worked with has achieved kind of top class results. You know what I mean? It needs to be a fucking priority. Like it needs to be one of the first things you think about in the morning. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's all right, kind of, you're kind of doing it for looking well. But if you want to be fucking, you know what I mean? Like even for us, like with boxing, like it's very fucking competitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, like you don't, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't enter, the, enter any championships if, if I couldn't train twice a day. You get what I'm oh, saying? That's yeah. a standard. It's like it's like semi-professional. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna come up, you just keep fucking it up and up and up the levels until you find someone that's gonna knock your head off. Like you know what I mean? So you gotta exactly. be exactly. You gotta be prepared. But again, for weight, for weight, weight cuts, kind of 
body composition wise and then obviously to um for boxing is a little bit different obviously for boxing you're going to do a lot mm. of water weight cutting whereas if and if kind of it's for physique it's like what's the point in cutting weight if it's not fat you know so we're trying exactly. to find the balance between between the two because you know I, again i've good trained for an hour this morning jumping the scales just even out of habit just for the crack you know and i was like oh like a kilo lighter you know and you still get a little bit of a buzz you're like oh i'm lighter <laughs> yeah but this, well, I'll, I'll drink this bottle of water now and i'll be back up exactly where i was like so it doesn't really make exactly. a difference you know what i mean so just trying to trying to keep the the, the longer the longer term approach i like just kind of trying to i found a lovely balance now where i just like i my, my hour train in the morning i'll maybe do i'll do 30 minutes weight train i'll do i then 30 minutes of box and i'll go for a 5k or something and mm. just finding 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 what I enjoy, you know, just, and then it's like, I'll do it every day. And it's like not doing it for weight loss. So too many people, I think it's all about the weight loss. They're always mm. like, they'll only train when they're losing weight or they only train to lose weight. And that's why they keep falling off the wagon. Because if you only train to lose weight, you hit your goal weight. And all of a sudden you've no reason to train and you fucking go back up. And now yeah. you need, now I need to lose weight again. So now I go back to the gym. I lose the weight. No, no, no reason, no why, no motivation to train put the weight back on, boom, 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 boom. And just never fucking ends for, for a lot of people, you know? So it's like exactly. trying to train to feel good or trying to train for performance, I think is just, is, is incredible. You know, and that's why we use the, much you use app, use it kind of training apps and stuff like that. Yourself. Like, you know, tracking the sets and reps and tracking yeah. the numbers. It's just so, it's so motivating because it means like every other week you're getting, a, you're getting a, you're getting a, um, new personal best or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, oh, fuck, oh, I got an extra burpee today. I got an extra push up. Move from the tens to the twelves. Move from the twenties to the twenty fives, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Whereas, like, if your if your motivation is tied into that scale, you know, I mean, the weight just goes up and down for fucking a million different reasons. You know what I mean? So it's like your motivation the mood will fluctuate with that as well. Exactly. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, if you're contract, it's like you can see, you can see a PB. If you're like, if you've got a, a varied workout program, you know, you're probably doing fucking you know 30, 40, 50 exercises across the week. You know what I mean? So there's fucking there's loads of different opportunities for growth or opportunities to win. Well, we can, I would try and tell my clients and we've been doing, doing a good bit of kind of this stuff with clients over the last, last couple of weeks is like your number one job is to look for the wins. At the end mm-hmm. of the week, when the week's over, we're doing like our, our check and whatever. It's like you or your goal is to look for the wins. Like you jump in the scales, you didn't see progress. Get the fucking measuring tape out. Let's see if we've lost any fucking inches. Can't yeah. find any inches lost. Take a fucking picture. Have a look at that. How did that go? You know, I'm sure there's your job. And then at the end of the day, it's like, you got to be kind of it's like, listen, did you fucking do the work? It's like, you know, what, what, what are we, are we fucking, like, what do we say? Are we setting for a magic lamp here? Or what are we doing? Like, you know, they, they, just, they deserve to lose, to lose weight or to fucking, you know, to see, see some sort of progress. And if you didn't, it's like, right, well, that's where we start. But, you know, did you do your steps? Yes or no. Did you do your workouts? Yes or no. Did you do follow the nutrition plan? Yes or no. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. people just don't, I don't know, in a lot of cases, people just don't put it on themselves. People are too, people are just getting a little bit soft, I think. You know, people are too... They don't want. They don't want. They don't want to take responsibility. I heard with your no. your your podcast, and we can talk about it a little bit more uh, later. But kind of your, your whole new podcast that you had, your man, the guy who never it was the guy who never settles. Mm. Yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark, Mark McCourt. Oh, yeah, McCourt, Mark McCourt. Um, his thing, uh, Jocko Willink. You know, in the, uh, the, the extreme ownership. It's like, but that's fucking. That's as that's as fucking. That's as good as it gets from 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 everything I've read. It's like if you're not taking extreme ownership, you're just fucking blaming other people. Exactly. So it's like, but it's very hard because we do it in here, we and the boys, because we've all read roll and switched on and like, you know what I mean? Take extreme ownership, take extreme ownership. It's like, you have to do it yourself. So it's like, people can almost fucking manipulate you because if you're the one that's always going to take responsibility, it's easy to kind of always push it off onto you. Whereas yeah. like when, you got, when you've got a relationship and both of us are willing to take extreme ownership, I'm willing to say, listen, this is on my side, this is what I could have done better. And you say, well, on my side, I could have done this better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're both approaching it with that mindset. It's fucking magic. You know what I mean? It you is can, magic. You can fucking achieve whatever you want and like if you have two you like let's say it's like if you're speaking like obviously you've coaches that you work with there you have a team if you all take extreme ownership obviously a certain situation it might be somebody else's fault a little bit more than yours but if everybody's working on what they can control to improve the whole situation it's only going to lift everything up yeah what does you it know? say a rising tide lifts all ships boom you're a great man for fucking quotes off the top of your head. Honestly, I, always, I always forget them. <laughs> oh, man, I was, I've been fucking buying quotes out fucking this three, four years. I love quotes. And even again, that was a great podcast with your man the other day. What, what was the thing he said? Fucking a quote is a quote is a something, something. What did he say? A quote is just a, a fucking a compression of a great idea or something like that. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so he's very good at remembering them. Yeah. yeah. But again, that's, that's fucking, that's, that's amazing. You know, that's exactly what it is. It's like, just boom. But it's like, you say like three or four words, but it unlocks you know, I mean, a couple of paragraphs inside your head. Like, obviously, you need yeah. to understand it in a little bit more depth. But 
the quote is like the fucking is the doorway that kind of just uh, refreshes the idea because i remember reading something before about coaching i was like people need reminded more than they need educated to more or more mm. than they need new information they just need to remind because we all know enough everybody yeah. seems to want to complicate how and fitness you know I mean? it's like it's not really that hard like we've got a we've got a pretty good system and it's like all the basic stuff you know yeah. you're neat what's your fucking neat like how many steps you're doing every day how many calories are you taking in what's your workouts like what's the intensity like how's your sleep how's the water and after that, it's like, you know, we're like, oh, we can get into a little bit of stress management and stuff. But it's like, you know, and that should get you fucking 99.9% of the way if you're taking yeah. all that boxes. You know I mean? And everyone wants to know, like, oh, should I do low carb? Should I do low carb? Should I do fastest carb? Should I do fast? High carb? volume, low volume. Yeah, should I, <laughs> should, I, should I do, should I do, should I walk? Should I jog? Should I sprint? You know, it's like, yeah. it doesn't really fucking matter. Just move. You know what I mean? Just move exactly. until, and again, unless you're a fucking athlete. And then we're talking, it's a different different box of frogs. But, you know what I mean? But for, if you just want to lose weight and feel good and be healthy, do whatever, do whatever you do whatever you like. Do some some element of resistance training, some element of cardiovascular training, whatever you enjoy, and then just don't eat like a like a numpy. Exactly. And the most important thing I find with training is you need to enjoy it to some degree. To some degree. You mightn't enjoy all of it, but you need to have some way to keep you adhering to like the biggest thing is sticking to it long term, you know. A lot of people try and do things they can't stick to for more than ten weeks at a time, including myself when I was younger. Um and listen we can you know, do it on do it a little bit now like you know what I mean? it's yeah. we also like we all want everybody wants wants fucking more than the desire or more than the earned you know we'd all yeah. love to get everyone loves a good deal you know what's your time if i do this one i only have to put in half the effort and i get the same results oh, like, yeah we're all it's just human nature it's fine it's like it's it's, it's under like being self-aware and understanding yourself is fine but it's like at the same time was the einstein quote fucking um, definition of insanity he's doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result it's like you know if you need to change your approach if you tried that before it's not working I mean, stop doing it. I, I fell on a couple of weeks ago when we signed up and I was like, because we were doing the week 21 the challenges to get people kind of into the online training with them kind of experience a, a, a little low barrier offer. And mm. how much, or like, because I was trying to let the clients set the goal and I was like, oh, what do you, what do you think is a good goal for 21 days? It's like, oh, well, I lost, a, I lost a stone in three weeks doing this program. And like, for it's like, oh, did you keep it <laughs> off? No. It's like, well then, it's like, well then, like you didn't be, there's like, we've got so many, so many like weight loss champions out there. How much, mm. oh, what, oh, I can lose five, oh, gee, I can lose five pounds a week. It's like, well, you're three stone overweight. Like, it's, like you're not. It's like it's obviously not an effective strategy. Like, you you have not been successful unless you've kept it off. If, like, you lost a stone and you haven't kept it off. It's like you can't give yourself the pat on the back yet. It's like the same principle when it comes to boxing or UFC. I find if you're you've won the title, fair enough. But I don't rank you until you've defended that belt. Yeah, because because this is one of the, one of the worst things that happened. I think it was McGregor that said it. It's like mm. like winning weakens some people. You know what I mean? It, it takes their hunger away. You know, once you want to, that's the whole thing. It's like, once they hit that goal weight, it's like, what, who are you now? You know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that now? You know what I mean? And then it comes back then even to the millionaire mindset and this whole concept of like, or like, if you took a millionaire's money away, you know, he'd, within a couple of years, he'd, he'd have it back because it's the mindset. It's the fucking, you know, it's, it's the knowledge, it's the habits, it's the routines, it's the network, it's all this stuff. Whereas like, if you give somebody fucking, somebody a million quid, you know I mean, what it will do is they'll just dive into the, the negative aspects of the personality. They'll end up fucking addicted to drugs, spending money on shite, attracting the wrong people, and they'll yeah. blow it. And it's happened, it happens all the fucking time with the lottery. People fucking Absolutely. I was about to say that. I, I don't know the exact stats, but I think there's a high percentage of them end up losing most of it, if not all of it. Yeah, I think one of my one of my favorite guys in the in kind of the, the self development space is Jim Rohn, kind of a little more old school. I don't know, I just fucking love his voice. Um, you know, he always talks about that kind of concept of kind of you know being a, being a millionaire versus having a million dollars and stuff like that. And it's just such an important important concept. It's like if you cannot if you can't be trusted when the amounts are small, you're not going to be trusted with anything greater than that. You know, and it's like oh, it's like you know, it's like you've got like say like you've got the, the average stuff like nine to five job, you know, family, blah blah, all the kind of commitments most people have, and you can't manage it. What you want, you know, but you're you're saying you deserve more. I want to do better. It's like listen, handle handle what you have right now and show and. Sh- show the universe or whatever you want to say that you can do that well and yeah. then you'll be rewarded with more but it's like if you can't be trusted when the amounts are small don't expect to manage anything of any significance everything gets more difficult the more money you have or i almost would equate like money to nearly be like a drug you know like when they talk about like you know people have issues with like drinking or obviously i'm not an expert on this side of things but i kind of equate those two similarly like if you get into drinking or whatever or getting loads of money those are only going to exacerbate things that you already have going on so if you're uh if if you're an aggravating person you like getting in arguments or something like that if you have a bit of money that's not going to stop you from getting in arguments or causing hassle or yeah. if you get 
Larry whenever you're drinking. You know, it's just going to make you worse. 100%. They're going to another quote for that is, money makes you more of what you are. And that's mm. one of the things that Tony Robbins said that. Money makes you more of what you are. If you're an asshole, you'd be a bigger asshole with money. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a drug addict, you'd be a bigger drug addict with fucking with more money. If you've got an alcohol problem, you'll have a bigger alcohol problem. But again, yeah. if you're a good person, you know, you'll be an even better person with money. If you're generous, you'll be even more generous with money. It works both ways. You know? Yeah. Um, and then so just kind of on the, kind of going into the topic of money and all that fun stuff. What about like so? What what kind of brought you over to London then? So kind of you're you're obviously originally from the dock. You're over to London. Mm. Can you start working there? And I know you're doing a good bit of your own kind of work now, kind of more entrepreneurial kind of stuff. Can you tell us what has that journey been like for you? So basically, I'll give a bit of context behind why I moved over. So I have family over here. My I was actually born here, moved oh, cool. back to Ireland when I was five. My parents are all from uh, both from uh, one's from RD, one's from town. So. They were walking over here and decided to move home, which I'm glad they did, or else they'd have a little London accent. At this stage, I'm glad to have the Irish accent. Uh, I was going to go back to, I graduated from sports science and health in DCU, and my dad had recently taken over Pedder's uh, pub in town. And I was working there my last year, went in a J1, I came back and I was like, right, I'm going to take a year out, see what's happening, apply for a master's in strength and conditioning, because uh, that's what I thought I'd wanted, wanted to move into. I'd been working with teams on the side and working with individual athletes like for a couple of years at that stage. Um, I just thought about this yesterday. I'd been doing online coaching for about six or seven years, but I didn't really click that it was online coaching, you know, just sending email programs yeah. and shit. Uh, and it was a decision to move, either to move down to Carlo to do my master's in strength and conditioning. And I would have been living off like, you know, a hundred quid a week doing a part-time job. I'd recently started going out with uh, the other half and, Girlfriends you know, expensive. I, <laughs> well i would be thinking more so on the time side of things i wouldn't be seeing her if i was down in carlo yeah, yeah. and I, and uh you know i was like i think the whole that whole year i was thinking i don't really want to jump into this because i'm not ready for a full masters i don't think i'll give it a good whack so i ended up being like fuck it well we just moved to london for a year and see what happens um and moved over i was walking in my uncle's pub doing a little bit of pt in the side and online coaching but nothing serious and i was like you know what let's fuck let's fucking go give it a full whack um, had to go back and do like a PT course over here because they wouldn't recognize my sports science degree to go into a job, which was humbling because I think if I had just went straight in, I maybe would have, wouldn't appreciated it as much, but having to go back and be a fitness instructor for six months and, and study and all that, that made, humbled me a good bit and got cracking into PT over here, found out quick, very quickly that it's a different ball game than it possibly may be back home where there's a lot of competition you're paying high rents without any guaranteed mm. clientele. Um, going in from a sports science degree where I, I knew the science and the training and I knew a little bit about the coaching side of things, but it was the business that I didn't know anything about. Anything. Going in blind. And I hate, I used to hate talking about myself or talk, trying to big myself up. Like that's what I thought you had to do yeah. early on to get clients. You know, you're walking the gym floor and trying to get them in for free sessions or whatever else. Found that very hard. That was probably one of the hardest things. I remember going home being like saying to the other half, like I fucking hate this. Like yeah. I love training people, but I hate walking around trying to sell myself. Yeah. I remember I, we, I had an experience with that um, a few years back. Um, and I was, we, I were running a, an event in the boxing club and it was this kind of before I kind of really started doing much. Maybe I was doing a couple of boxing sessions or something. Um, and we were running internationals, Ireland v England. And I had to basically go around, or I volunteered because I kind of wanted it to be a big event. So I kind of volunteered to kind of go around and get sponsorship. And what I done was I went into the town and I went to every single business, literally walked into every single business, asked if I speak to the manager and I gave them my little pitch and see if they wanted to sponsor our, our event. Mm. You know what I mean? And literally that day I must have been told no 999 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there was a few fucking goldies in there, like, you know, really generous, really nice, gave you the money. But I just, looking back, that was such a valuable experience. The same as these people do the door-to-door salesmen and, you know, the yeah. fucking grand selling the, the fucking security systems and, you know, these kind of jobs that people do for a couple of months and then never do them again. Um, <laughs> but that kind of stuff, it's like, it's so valuable to kind of just to, to, to develop that, that, what is it, to develop that thick skin, really, I think it is, isn't it? Absolutely. Like that, being, being, not being afraid now, it's like, I've literally, I would have no problem asking anybody for anything. You know, and it's like, no. If you don't ask, you don't get. It's like so. If you if you're Absolutely. afraid, if you're afraid to ask, it's like you're missing out on so much opportunity. Yeah, but that's something that I always was afraid. Like when I was younger, I would never speak to somebody 
that I didn't know unless like, you know, I kind of knew somebody that knew them, you know, I would kind of be afraid to approach people I didn't know. And I always, especially when I was young, I used to hate talking to people that were older. I always had that sort of a fear. And I'd say it was probably just starting coaching and you're being forced into that situation where you have to talk to somebody one-on-one, regardless of whether you know them or not. And it kind of brought me out of that shell to a degree, but you're right. You have to be told no so many times before you're going to get a yes. And Gary V always says, you know, you just keep going, keep going. Eventually somebody's going to say yes. And it's just about being persistent with it and learning the lessons is the big thing. I, I, I didn't accept the, the nose that I got early on and it affected me. But now if somebody tells me no, I'm like, right, maybe they don't suit me. Maybe I can't help them. Maybe they need to see somebody else. Um, maybe it's it's them that's not ready to make the commitment. You know, it's not always about me. You know, there's so many factors that goes into somebody wanting to commit to training. Yeah, because and, I, th- I think that's something we do. We do so much and like people, I feel people do it more now than ever. It's like, we always make it about us. You know what mm. I mean, we always make it about us. Like they don't want to work because of me. Everyone's because of me. Everyone's kind of self, so self-centered. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's always my. It's like no, maybe maybe they've got fucking shit going on. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe you just don't vibe or you don't connect as you said. Like you know what I mean? It's like exactly. what I kind of learned before is like this thing with marketing. It's like marketing. You've got two jobs in marketing. One is to attract the people you want, and the second thing is to repel the people that you don't. Because even yourself, I see you doing the, the stuff on Instagram stories, and I just kind of started doing we we ranting on the on the camera there recently. Because it's something again. It's really uncomfortable. Nobody really likes doing that. Nobody likes putting themselves out there, especially Definitely if it's off, not. especially if it's off the cuff. And you know, and you're fucking, you're putting yourself out there to be fucking, to be criticised and, and all this kind of stuff. You know, um, but you just you just got to do it because what it's doing is the people who vibe with my message, it'll bring them closer, and the people that don't like it, they'll they'll piss off, and eventually, you like you'll actually have a tribe of followers. Well, you tribe, know what I mean? Your tribe. Exactly. <laughs> But, it, but it, the, the great book, Kevin Kelly, um, the Thousand True Fans, not yet, I know it was a blog post actually, it wasn't even a book, maybe, maybe it's turned into a book. It's called Thousand True Fans. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. Dude, look this up, man. It's good. It's not, not, not a long read at all. Kevin Kelly, Thousand True Fans, really, really good. And basically, the concept is like, you know, everybody thinks they need to be a millionaire or I need to do whatever, you want know, to live a, to live a good life. It's like, no, all you need is a thousand true fans. A thousand true fans that want to work, that like your message, that know, like, and trust you, want, you know, like your message, like what you do. And if you were to put out a coaching program or a product, most of them would buy it. And you can live a really good, healthy life off that and add a lot of value to them people. Like, you know what I mean? Because me, I think a lot of people have, have a really negative relation. When it's something I had to work on a lot, kind of growing up, kind of growing up, you know, relatively poor and all this kind of stuff, um, as, like, as far as statistics go. Um, you know, but kind of, it's like, for me, it's like, if you have a good business and you're making money, it means you're, the more money I make, I mean, that's a representation, direct representation of how much value I'm adding and how many people I'm helping. So it's like, for me, making more money is a good thing. Whereas a lot, and again, personal trainers, I feel like are the worst for it. Yeah. Or like maybe just have just some, some sort of like insecurity, or I think it's imposter syndrome or, you know, just a, a self-worth issue, you know, that they're afraid to ask for the money that they deserve. Because like when you, when I read our reviews, it's like fucking and like this is life changing for people. It's like this is a great service. Like personal trainers are some of the best people in the world, in my opinion. You know, some of the best people with that are passionate, knowledgeable, educated, you know, and hungry to help people, you know, just good people. You know what I mean? But I feel like everyone just trying to undercut each other on price. And it's like everyone just driving the driving the cost down to the floor. And it's like at the end of when once we get get down to the meat and bones, it's like like is any who good is gonna do like you see people selling personal training sessions for a tenner. It's like yeah. fucking so once you take the tax of that, it's like you're working for less than minimum wage here. It's like, that's just not a sustainable business. And if the business model isn't sustainable, you can't help the clients long term because you know, no. we, all got, we all got to pay our bills and do our bits and bobs, you know? Exactly. And you want to be able to have enough money there for further education to keep, keep that uh, learning process going just for your clients to get better benefit. Like my end, end goal is to know as much for my clients and be able to help my clients as much as I can. And the business, obviously I need to be able to support myself, but, I want to be able to put money back into the business to make it better for the people and help more people. Um, and, then, and then we all got, we all have our friends and family and our, our, our wider community. Exactly. You know what I mean? Again, I'm, I hope that I'm one of the people that's like, if you give me a lot of money, I'll fucking share it around. I love giving money. It's like, you know, what's better? Getting a present, giving a present. I fucking love giving Give presents. It. There's nothing better when you fucking, you see somebody's face, especially kids as well, they're great. When you yeah. buy them out, and again, kids' toys are actually really, really cheap. When, when, you know, when you go in the Smiths there and you get fucking unreal toys for 20, 20 quid, you know, his mom <laughs> yeah. used to make me think they were fucking a fortune. Um, but fucking you know what I mean it's like it's so better to give it's way better to give but it's like there's nothing wrong with 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 with, with charging what you're worth I think exactly you know, because it means you can you can deliver better service and give people what they want like this whole like this this gym model has been around for so long now 
people are getting fatter and fatter, more depressed, more unhealthy. It's like, it's not, it's not the solution. It's not the solution. It's like people, most people who are like, you know, self-motivated, self-directed, autonomous, stick the headphones in, like to go and rip it up and do a good session. It's like, yeah, fair play, fucking great value for you. That is yeah. a fucking, you know, crack, cracker. You know what I mean? You get the Few and far between though. But who, but who does it work for? You know, it didn't work mm. for me. You know, and kind of my, my kind of spiel is like, you know, then I found, then I got, then I got back to boxing. And what was it? But I wasn't necessarily the boxing. It was like, I had my coaches, someone to keep me accountable, someone to give yeah. me, somebody give me a bit of support, somebody give me a kick up the arse, give me a little bit of direction. You know what I mean? That kind of, that little bit of social pressure, which is good. You know what I mean? Mm, and that's kind I've, of what, when I've, uh, when I've been at my best, I've, I've had coaches, even in business, like a business coach, I've coaches all in loads of different areas, mentors, and people are doing, you know what I consider a mentor, you know, because they just fucking watch all the YouTube videos and all. <laughs> there's there's just such good information out there these days, you know? There is. And you're, you're touching on something that I, I find like very interesting about like fitness is that a lot of people get into it for the wrong reasons. They get into it solely to make money. Like I, as you're speaking about, it's a hard, a lot of people struggle with it. I struggled with it, like asking for the money that I'm worth. Um, because you know, I'm like, Oh, imposter syndrome. I don't, what, what, why would they want to pay for some fucking idiot to, like me to train them? But like, you just keep telling yourself th these things, but then you just have to realize, right. You know, if you don't have worth for yourself, people aren't going to value you either. And also if you're too cheap, people aren't going to put the effort in because it's not enough of a commitment. And, you know, I've, I've, I've found out through the hard way, you know, sometimes trying to help people for nothing early on in the process, um, really early on, you know, like friends and family, and yeah. it ends up working against you sometimes because they don't buy every it because they didn't pay Every it. time. I've, I didn't want to say every time in case any of them listen. Every time. <laughs> every Actually, Joe, too, me and Brian were actually talking about this the other day because we, we have a thing, again, something I learned from a business coach. When people pay, they pay attention. You know what I mean, when people pay, they pay attention. So important to get that across because they're actually invested. We have helped. And even there more recently, we started doing the, doing the, the five-day free challenges. Mm. Oh, man, piss me off, man. People just don't fucking, people just don't do the work. They don't buy in because they don't value it. It's so easy to quit. It's okay. so easy to, you know what I mean? Similar, like, say, imagine a parachute jump. Oh, here, let's go. We can go parachute jumping for free. 20 people sign up. One or two will show up. You know what I mean? Oh, because, yeah. You know, because, because it's not easy. It's not as if you're fucking giving away a free fucking massage. It's like, no, it's like, no, here you've got to put in a little bit of work here and sweat a little, like you know what I mean. So it's, it is a little bit different. Well, people pay to pay attention. He was, do you know, have you ever heard of Paul Check? Yeah, Paul Check, he, he talks in one of his videos, he talks about this concept of like, you know, the more I started charging, the better shape people started showing up in. You know what I mean? Mm. He said, like, the more I put up my prices, he's like, I started getting fucking athletes coming in, they needed the fact all done because they were the people who were committed, ready to do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Because I think, like, like when we talk about values and stuff, it's like, you know, like, when you have, I actually, like, you know. What's your core values? Most people don't know because they've never really thought about it, which is fine, but it's like something I would encourage you to do. If you don't know what your core values are, I really encourage anyone listening to maybe sit down and ask yourself, what is actually important to me? Um, but for most people in the top two, anyway, it's going to usually family and then it's going to be my health. But, well, you know, health in, in around their number one because if you don't have health, you've nothing else. Um, mm. But it's like, and then how do you spend your money? It's like, all right, now, now we're playing a different game. Now it's like, now health is yeah. way down the list. You get what I'm saying? Like people, you know, want to spend a five or a week in gym membership. It's like, I mean, I don't know if you're struggling, if you're two, three stone, stone overweight and you've tried and tried and tried and tried, maybe you need to get a little bit more invested. You know what I mean? You're getting what you pay for. I, exactly. You always get what you pay for. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's so true. I feel like if people just really put a little bit more weight into it, but then go, they go spend fucking, you know, 100 quid in a shirt in a heartbeat. Uh, but personal training is too expensive. You know, I don't know. I think it's like that, I guarantee you having, having that body you actually like to look at in the mirror it will, will make you feel a lot better than that, that shirt ever will. Absolutely. That's something that I, it, it irks me a little bit sometimes when I see people like, you know, that would be, you know, I want to look like such and such, but you have to go and spend money on all these clothes, spend all the money on it. But why would they not invest that in themselves? Maybe not get a coach, maybe, maybe invest in some training gear or something like that. But like, obviously coach, if, if you want to make something serious, um, changes to your body and your mind, the best way to go about it is to hire somebody who knows more about it than you. And people just are so unwilling to do it. And I find that I found that it was so hard for me to try and put that message across because people would be like, oh, but you're only saying that so you, they can buy your, uh, your programs. So I, I purposefully now say, you don't have to buy my program. You don't have to get coaching with me. Find somebody that you like and that you trust and go to them. But yeah. if you do have a serious goal, don't try and do it yourself because it, the chances are you probably will need help at some stage. You may as well go for it now. Yeah, but what do what do fucking what does Kim Kardashian and Michael Phelps both have in common? 
they both have coaches and trainers. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like two people do really well with a coach. It's like one person A who needs a kick up the arse get, getting started. Isn't it like isn't really that knowledgeable, has never really been successful on their own. You need a hand. You get what I'm saying? It's like same as school. It's like if you don't know stuff, you get a teacher. You know, someone someone can just show you the ropes. Someone's been there before and replicated the results with other people as a proven track record. Boom. And then the next person, Michael Phelps, it's like all elite athletes, all top athletes, all top performers all have coaches and mentors. People that kind of help them because we all tend, it's human nature. It's not, again, no need to fucking beat yourself up about it. We all leave, we all leave 10% of the time if there's no one that's really there to draw it out of us or if you could train upon or something. You know what I mean? Something to draw it out of you. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, for me, it's like they're the two people that, that, that do really well with coaching. But then it's like, it's like, who do you want to be? You know what I mean? Like, who do you want to be? Like, do you want to be the best version of yourself? You just want to kind of keep, keep, keep tipping along. Like, you know what I mean? If you're paying for a coach, you should be paying for speed, in my opinion. Paying, paying to get there a little bit faster. Paying for mm. a proven system. And the key piece about coaching, I think, is the accountability element. We all need to be held accountable. I know fucking, yeah. you know, I procrastinate a whole lot, but I still manage to get a lot of stuff done because I've got people to answer to. I've got staff. I've got, you know, I've got responsibilities and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the month, the bills need to still need paid. So you got to you hit the numbers. you got to make it work. But the pressure of that, is what makes you do the work, but some people just don't want to put them, put themselves under that level of pressure. Like we've got this thing now, it's like especially with COVID and stuff. Like you know, we're putting we're putting a lot of not pressure on our time, but like we're, we're reaching out a lot. Like we've, we've mm. really kind of doubled down on the, on the on the accountability and the engagement level, and it's having two effects. Some people are fucking smashing it. There are people they just don't like it's too much heat. They're like yeah. I'm tapping out. You know, it's like fine. It's like cool. It's like it's not a good time for you. That's fine. You know, but but it's like. It's so possible right now. We've got so many clients that are like fucking as, as lean as they've ever been. You know, and obviously everybody's situation is a little bit different now with the whole COVID situation. But there's a beautiful opportunity there for so many people, you know, to really fucking, to, 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 do, to, to do something that they've never had the opportunity to do before. To make it a priority like they've never made a priority before and, and you know, get the results that they fucking, that they need, want and are deserve. You know what I mean? So I think just Absolutely. Fucking, get, get the finger out, lads. Absolutely. And I don't, I, obviously the fitness and the nutrition side of things is important, but I think them sort of, views ring true no matter what it is you want to do if you want to start a new business online business fucking get at it myself i put this doing the podcast oh for ages for fucking ages because it was like who wants to listen to, to me talk i just fucking jumped the gun took action messaged a load of people did it and it's probably the best decision I, I probably made in a long time um you need you need to you need to just take action right now if you're not into training you're not into looking after your health fine make small investments into it Maybe you invest your time into something else. Maybe you have a passion that you haven't pursued. Fucking get stuck into it now. There's no better time than now. You're not going to have another time like it. We're not going to be going through loads of quarantines or lockdowns. This is probably a once well, in a lifetime. Hopefully not. Hopefully, hopefully not. not. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but it's, it's, it's like, but it's like you, you, you'll get what you focus on. If you focus on the opportunity, you'll see the opportunity. If you focus on the yeah. problems, you'll, you know, all you'll see is problems. Um, and then can I go back in your in your podcast? Yeah. So kind of what was it? Uh, I seen uh, you hear I uh, you said in at the beginning of what I think it was the first podcast um, that you released. It was like you know kind of just have an appreciation for kind of the longer format of a podcast and you know yeah. that's a little bit of a lost art kind of longer form co- uh, conversations. So obviously kind of social media now is all about fucking. It's all about bullet points and headlines and catchy titles and all this kind of stuff, which is fine. Kind of my kind of whole thing with it now is like before I was kind of starting, out, I used to resist it. It's like, you know, mm. no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a virtuous personal trainer. You know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, then I, then I realized like, you know what it is? Sell people what they want and then give them what they need. It's like, yeah. if you don't, if you, if you don't, if you're not dying with the correct right car, they'll never work with you. And if they don't work with you, you can't fucking help them. So you might as well, yeah. you know, stop fucking, get off your high horse, get off your pedestal and fucking meet people where they're at and give them what they want. And then, because even like, another because I know you're big in the mobility, you know, it's like, I know I've got clients there and like, and they are could not be, I, I'm, I'm one of these people, could not be arsed about mobility if I'm fat. When I'm fat, it's like, all I want to do is not be fat. And then, <laughs> then, I'll, then, I'll, then, I'll, then let's talk about mobility. Yeah. But until you help me get skinny, it's like, obviously, listen, you, know, you probably should, you know, we should all have a fucking good mobility routine. We should all be loosening them and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, some people just don't have the bandwidth for it because this is their pain point right now. So we need to help them here. And then we can talk about other things like mindset and nutrition and fucking, yeah. obviously, you can where they're at. Exactly, me to my right. I find that so so powerful. Um, but anyway, yeah. So the, the podcast. So kind of yeah. What was your what was your motivation to do it? I I've loved podcasts, man, for a long time. I'd say the first two years I was over over here, I listened to the first serious amount of podcasts. That that much that I probably had to take about three or four months off afterwards because I couldn't take any more training knowledge in. <laughs> I got to the stage where I probably wasn't taking in half of it, but I was still enjoying them. Um, and I like. 
I like the longer format because people's attention has, has gone to shit. And somebody actually mentioned to me when they were giving feedback about the podcast that they were a little bit long. And I said, I'm happy about that. If it turns some people off, that's fine. We're speaking about earlier, you know, yeah. the people that want to do that, listen to that, they'll come to listen. And the people who won't will drift off. And I want to be able to talk and learn from other people. Um, same as here, like little bits of insight. Um, they can make a big difference and I think you can make so much difference uh, with a conversation even like chatting to clients most of my uh, coaching at the moment is online and like you know a little call 15-20 minutes that can make a big impact for people and it can big, make a big impact for me you can learn so many lessons learn lessons that people have had to face in real life that you don't have to face those things but you can still pick the lessons out from that and you know it just an insight into people's perspective is, is a valuable thing you know, like speaking about quotes, uh, a, a podcast can be like a whole bunch of ideas plugged into an hour and you can just pick whatever is valuable. Like yeah. some people might listen to this, might take one thing out of it. Others might take a different thing out and you're providing more value to be able to hit more people and people can resonate with what they can resonate with. Yeah, that's so cool. Because yeah, you're not supposed to say, nobody's going to remember, even anyone listening to this podcast, like they're not going to remember the whole podcast. Said They'll take mm. a golden nugget away. Two or three things maybe that we said, hopefully you know, unless we're just talking absolute shite, um, <laughs> that they can take away and then they can apply. It's like that one thing, even if you read a book, you know, and it's like usually I read a book, it's like it fucking takes days and days and days, like even an audio book, mm. like, you know, eight, nine hours. But there's one or two things you'll take away and then you'll, you'll apply them. And then you can always go back to the book and maybe you kind of delve a little bit deeper. I find with books, I have, to, I have to read books two or three times to really kind of get the whole thing to sink in. Because usually yeah. what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll kind of listen to all the books kind of when I'm doing something, trying to kill kill some dead time, you know, from, from driving around the car, from walking or running or, you know, cleaning the house, doing loads, cutting the grass, I'll always kind of throw, throw podcast in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's such a it's such a, a really, really cool way to learn. I remember someone comparing it to the... the um, what did they call that? The Gutenberg Revolution, when they can kind of invented the printing press. You know, oh, just yeah. this new, just this new way to consume information that makes it so accessible to people. Anyone who's kind of has all that dead time on a commute and like, you know, cleaning the house and minding the kids or whatever, it's like throw that on the background. It's like you can consume some really, really cool information while you know doing doing a low value task. You can now turn that into maybe a more high value task. It's going to help you push Absolutely. forward and move because I feel like. Like it's all about progress. It's all like for me anyway. Like I feel like I'm my happiest when I'm making some sort of progress. And that's like I like challenges. You know what I mean? Like challenges keep keep things fun and interesting. Obviously, listen, it's trying to find that nice balance where it's not gonna absolutely, you know, crush it. You know, but it's nice to be stretched, it's nice to be pushed a little bit. It's nice to see it's nice to to build your own self-confidence because you you know you can overcome it. Every time you, you get faced with a challenge and you, and you beat it, it's like, oh fuck, I'm a little bit better than I, I thought I was. And now you boom, you've, you've, you've drawn a new line in the sand. There's a new standard set. You know, yeah. and now when you push on, because that's the only only way I feel you can, you know, develop self-confidence, true action and true proof. You, you can't lie to yourself. Even no. you can maybe a lot of, even talk about things like, you know, imposter syndrome and, you know, kind of people struggling with, with self-worth and all that stuff. Maybe because you haven't done the work yet. Maybe because you haven't helped, not you in particular, but like maybe you haven't helped enough people yet maybe you haven't got enough good reviews maybe you have maybe you haven't read the books maybe you haven't done the things so that's what with the, this conversation is going on people's minds nowadays it's like maybe it's the truth maybe you're not yeah. good enough you know what I mean? maybe you're not i don't know like again but only you know it's like we all know it's like this whole thing is the conscience it's, it's it's trying to tell you something it's like it's not all about it's not only supposed to be good information it's like pain is a motivator too so stop like just fucking going around in circles and the same thing and maybe maybe listen and maybe think and then do something better if you can't Absolutely. the same thing the same thing keeps coming up and up over and over again it's like maybe maybe you need to address that and look at that and see 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 where the lesson is in that otherwise there's, there's nothing wrong with not being good enough at something because it just means more room to improve you know and like look i'm speaking to like about imposter syndrome when i was younger and i was feeling that i fucking probably well deserved to be feeling that i was good enough to be up in front of people uh you just need to fucking stick, stick yourself in the deep bend, learn the lessons, and, you know, eventually that will fade for most of us anyway. Obviously, yeah. I, I, find, I find whenever, uh, if I, like I touched out a few people doing the podcast and touch, uh, reaching people that were, like, let's say more followers than me, I was kind of like, why would the fuck would they want to listen to or go on a podcast with me? And it started creeping in a little bit there, but there's a good quote that I like. Um, the guy who didn't settle it, Mark, he told me about this one. It's, you're as good as anyone, but better than no one. And, you know, if you go with that sort of mindset, you know, sometimes that imposter syndrome might, mightn't creep up as yeah. much. 
And I, but anyway, but I said you're right. It's like when you're starting out, it's like yeah, you probably should have a little bit of imposter syndrome because you're fucking winging it. Like you know, you're yeah. fucking you're you're a baby as far as anybody else is concerned. But then hopefully you know you find a good. We all kind of have that for them first few clients that are that are, are a real blessing. Um, mm. You know, to kind of stick with us, trust us, and kind of really help us kind of build our confidence and kind of build our business really kind of get us started because that kind of re- really can be the the hardest part of it, the whole thing. Um, but then kind of yeah, where 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 are you now with your with your kind of your online business and are you like you what's what's the gym you work out of called the hub? So yeah, um, working out of Hub Health in Clapham, so it's an osteopath clinic, um, which was the fucking uh, very welcome change to 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 me. Um, I always found that when it came to let's say regular regular gyms, that I would have found it hard to kind of push what I wanted to push because it's a hard sell. Uh, I would be health first. Um, uh, Obviously, you spoke about mobility. Mobility would be a big thing. I would kind of sneak that in. I wouldn't approach that to a lot of people. Obviously, if somebody approaches learn wanting to get more mobile, it's a priority. Um, but the way I approach it is a harder sell. I'm not all about the look. I'm not going around with a six-pack um, uh, trying to show off, be like, oh, I look like this, so you look like that. So it was a hard sell. But there, they're much about, it's all about health. Um, they run small group classes, PT. So when I arrived there, they had they gave me a list of clients already. So I was kind of taking some business already. It's a private place. So in that sense, business-wise, it, it was a blessing. They manage my schedule. I give them the hours that I'd like to work, and then they kind of filled in the clients. I obviously had to still keep the clients happy and keep them progressing. Um, been there about a year and a half. Um, and then obviously because it's an osteopath clinic, they would be referring all clients you know that have slight niggles and injuries which was fascinating and i get to learn from some really really smart people and a different background than what i would be used to all together it's changed my game altogether. um the mobility and you know the little bit of injury prevention side of things uh, of my training has gone up mad mad amounts and even just how to deal with people you know because the way a pr- practitioner or an osteopath or a physio or a masseuse would approach dealing with people would be different than what a pt would generally approach uh, you know if you think a stereotypical PT for somebody who's not a PT it's like you know shouting at somebody and mm-hmm. kind of like coercing them to get the stuff out of them but a practitioner would do a similar thing but in a lot different of a manner so I kind of picked up some some of the good things out of that and it was a challenge because they use a lot of scientific terminology but it made force me to kind of relearn all that stuff and feel more comfortable talking around people that were I thought at a higher level of knowledge than I was yeah, and so true. And you touched on it earlier on. It's like this whole thing about it, having a growth mindset. Like if they can do it, I can do it. It's like there's only there's only a gap in knowledge. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the gap in time. Maybe it's just not experienced enough. Or I need to learn a little bit more. But it's like if they mm-hmm. do it, if I replicate their say their their routines and their their behaviors, their actions, it's like I'll get there eventually. You know, it's like this kind of thing: growth mindset versus fixed mindset. You know, I am who I am, and this is just the way it is. Or you know I mean. I can grow and I can become a completely different person if, if I wanted to. Um, but I think that's something I was thinking about um, with, with our coaches here as well, like the, the the beautiful growing opportunities of one-to-one training. It's something that we, I think we're going to focus on, obviously, with COVID. It's like fucking no choice, really. Um, mm. But really, kind of something that we've never really, we've never really pursued too much um, was kind of one-on-one because it's just really difficult to schedule, blah, blah, for people it's just yeah. not that affordable a lot of the times. Um, or something that we want to do a little bit more because I remember just thinking back like one of the things that just really accelerated my development and my growth was just working with people one-on-one and again each each client comes in with a new with a, with a new problem it's like fuck it's like you are studying be- between sessions because you want to help the person yeah. as much as you possibly can so each 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 new challenge is again an opportunity to learn an opportunity to grow uh, but even so that's something because Brandon's kind of he's all kind of moving a little bit he kind of trying to get everyone to kind of niche into a, a, a different area and that'd be kind of something he's really passionate about, something that maybe I neglect. That's kind of where I went and done the, done the yoga uh, certification for the crack. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I think, I think that's really cool. And then, to, then to you're doing that, and then you're doing your own kind of online training then as well? Absolutely. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I've been doing it on and off, like uh, unknown to myself for a long time. Uh, and I always found that uh, that one-to-one thing was always something that I was like, yeah, that's something I want to do. Like thinking back, you know, the Karate Kid, uh, all these films where it's like the sensei and yeah, and yeah. The, the young fella. Always loved that. And, you know, the idea of being almost like a guide, uh, you're just there to give them, show them the way and they have to go there. It's always something that I, I was like, I want to be a part of that, either as the, the young fella or as, as the coach. And listening to, I was listening to Justin Gaethje, a UFC fighter, and he was on about his coach and how important it is to have that one-on-one 
there. It is. It, it makes a massive difference. Somebody there to 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 know what you need, know the days that you maybe need to dial back enough. There's a lot that goes into that one to one. Obviously, you can help more people with group, but it's nice to have a balance. So I'm glad to hear you're touch, you're gonna move into that more individualized approach. It's a different challenge altogether. But with the online side of things, I've I've been individual from the very start. Um, always try to suit, meet people where they are, where they're at, and you know not plug them fad diet or plug them one size fits all because one size doesn't fit all for everybody. Obviously. You're going to have outliers, somebody who does better on a one-size-fit-all approach and people don't, don't do as well. Um, when you go with an individualized approach, you're more likely to get them in that sweet sweet spot. Also depends on the person, depends on the person you are as well. With the online coaching, I find you can make a big difference with, with people. Um, the stuff that goes on outside of the training, um, I, I, I was doing 20, 30 hours of uh, in-person stuff before this, but I find that the online stuff you can impact the rest of their life a lot more because an hour's time an hour when you're talking away training away it's hard to get a proper conversation going because you're talking in between sets and and such if you're getting a call in at the weekend you're discussing your habits you're discussing what happened like you know were you stressed what can we do to eliminate that stress if if, if you get stressed like that again what can we do to bring you back to to normal you know a little conversation like that that maybe people wouldn't bring up in a PT session. Yeah. You can affect, affect people a lot and you can affect a lot more people than with PT because with PT, you have to be there for that hour. But in online coaching, you're not there. You can kind of scale it a lot more, I find. Yeah. I, th- I think, again, that's weird. And that's kind of what we try to do here with Fit. It's like our program is, is like, the reason we do the group training is because it's like, I think that's like the least important part. That's the easiest part. It's like, if you've got mm. a client, it's like, you know, once they kind of get the technique down and stuff, it's like, you know, it's like, what are you doing? You're standing around kind of cutting sets and reps and you're having a bit of chit-chat yeah. between fucking, you know, on restaurants and that. But it's like, the value for us is in the coaching. The value is in the weekly check-ins. The value is in the goal review sessions. The values, that's what the value is. But like, some people, like the mindset is, well, maybe again, again, taking extra ownership, it's our, it's our job to communicate the value maybe a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, that's the values in the coaching. The value's not in the workout because people say, oh, I can't make the workouts. You know what I mean? I want to cancel my membership. It's like, but it's like you don't need to go to the workouts to reach your goals. Like you said, you want to lose a stone in in you know ten, twelve weeks, whatever it is. Like we can still do that without the workouts. You do realize that again. If you're willing to, to be accountable and stay on track, and fair enough, we're struggling. It's like oh, we're going to go out for a walk instead. You know, I give you a home workout program. Blah blah. There's a hundred different ways to do it. Yeah. You know, don't put the value in the workouts because it's 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 much more than the workouts. Like the conversation like you said, the twenty minute conversation. That's where the magic happens. That's where the light bulbs bulbs go off. That's kind of where we we dial down, and when we're having that one on one time, we get get to really understand your goals and what what really motivates you. I mean, go that a little bit deeper. Things that you can't always do because people maybe are a little bit more awkward, you know, kind of talking face to face, kind of where maybe even any of your texting throughout the week and stuff like that. You know, it's 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 really it's just it's very helpful just to know that somebody's in your corner, somebody kind of has your back, somebody kind of wants the best for you because a lot of people don't have that. No, no, yeah. and. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's a massive thing for a lot of people is having someone there to go to, you know, if they have any small issues and it doesn't have to be a big thing, you know, to answer, oh, is it all right if I if I have my protein shake uh, that, uh, at a time that's not after training, you know, something as simple as that, yeah. just it eases, eases the worries. And one thing I do find though, uh, people sometimes can be a bit apprehensive about asking for help. And I think that's a part of the reason why people maybe don't go for that online uh, or go for that one-on-one coaching because they don't want to be seen as asking for help. But I have no problem asking for help. I'm sure you're the same. Like you need to, you need to be willing to ask for that help because you won't get none if you don't ask for it. Yeah. Like saying, if you don't ask, you don't get literally one of my favorite sayings. And you kind of talked a little bit about, say, did I hear somewhere or one of your posts or maybe it was in the podcast about you're doing the precision nutrition? Yeah. I, it's taking a bit longer than I uh, thought, it, thought it would. Uh, it's, it's, pretty, the, it's pretty in-depth course. So I got it for, uh, I didn't do it myself, but I got uh, Sam's doing it, Chris done it, Brandon done it. Um, mm. and it but just because when you were talking about the, kind of the one size fits all, some people kind of take it and run. They talk about it in precision nutrition about because you get the guys, we, once you can learn something, we try and get to teach each other because it's yeah. the best way to kind of retain the, retain the information. And this kind of concept of the bakers. It's like the bakers are the people, you give them a recipe, they'll fucking follow that recipe to, 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 uh, to, uh, uh, to a tea. And then yeah. the other people are bakers, they're chefs. They like to add a little bit of spice and they like to, you know, mix it up a little bit and Get creative. experiment with flavors and stuff like that. So if you just give them this kind of strict, strict, rigid thing, it's like, it doesn't really fit their personality type. Whereas the bakers, they love that. They're like, hey, what to eat, where to be, when do I have to do it, blah, 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 blah. And then boom, they get it done. And they, the other people that kind of come through like these kind of programs are just fucking absolutely kill it. Like, you know, 
You know, I Absolutely. do exactly what I'll do, exactly what you tell me, when you tell me. And other people, they like, they just like to make their own a little bit more, or they, I know, they're just more, more artsy or something. I think. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to, you know, those initial chats and, you know, setting expectations. It, 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 that's one thing I've probably gotten better is realizing whether or not somebody would fit what approach early on, early on. So for some people, I have to approach them all rigid. Some people is quite loose where you give them kind of guidelines and let them mm. kind of float around and do their own thing. And that'll work well for them. Uh, that's where like those, those sort of bakers, they suit uh, like a group program perfect because they'll just go in and hammer it out get great results out of it. Um, it all comes down to, you know, as a coach, you just need to have a look at the person, see which would be a better approach to them. And, but and that takes time. There's no book that's going to be able to tell you what, how to choose people. You have to be able to decide for yourself. Yeah, you know, 100%. And it's, what's, the, what's next? So we, we can have the, the podcast. So like who, what's your, what is your kind of your, your goal or ambition with the podcast? Where do like, obviously this, you want to be next Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> you know, where, where do you want to take it? Just kind of, like, kind of have interesting conversations. Now I see you're, you're a great networker. I see you on, on Instagram, you're a great support even for myself. You've, you've been a great support on your own kind of, there's your own posts, always kind of giving good feedback and stuff. It's really appreciated. Um, I see. I see you do. I see you do that, that with other people. It's like, what? What? What is the goal with for you? Would say like social media, podcasts, in general. Big thing for me is is creating creating different views around health and fitness. You know, on a wider scale. I don't think there's enough done on government wide scales, and you know that has to start with people who are in industries related to it. You know, we have to not put it down people's throats, but we have to bring it to a sort of place where it's very normal to to look after your health and it's not seen as you know there's still some places in Ireland that like you know looking after your health is not seen as something you do or training or I want to change those sort of opinions and break down some of the barriers that we kind of set for ourselves and as a society we kind of set for ourselves I'm gone fucking deep here but I was thinking about this the other day obviously I want to have fucking fun conversations I want to have a bit of crack and develop myself because of that and when I talk about networking and supporting other people, I don't believe your success unless you help other people successful and be successful. So I want to help as many people be successful, whether it's other coaches, uh, people who aren't in coaching and then clients and if affecting as many people as possible, you know, uh, don't think there's enough people that, that do enough positive things in the world. And if I can help in any way, shape or form, I'm going to do it. And hopefully this, the podcast that I'm doing and then doing podcasts with yourself and whatever I do on Instagram and help my clients hopefully that contributes to that yeah that's really cool yeah and then like what, what do you think like what do you think is the what like what, your core message what do you feel like like say for your like your ideal client who is that or like who do you want to work with or like who if somebody's listening to this like you know what what do you what do you do or like what's your what's your area of expertise I would say I, I've dabbled in so many, like I've trained people with all sorts of backgrounds and I, I, I'm glad that when I was younger, I didn't try and pigeonhole myself into one style. I kind of took anybody on, which is something as you get older, you're probably like, right, now we need to kind of branch off yeah. into what I'm better at. But because of that, I've got to work with so many different types of people. I find helping people, helping people live happier lives while looking after their healthy habits and getting them in shape that's that's where I fit in. I'm not there to get people in, you know, six pack abs in six weeks. I'm not there to get people looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want, I'm going to help people become happier, help them get in better shape so they feel better about themselves and just live happier and more fulfilling lives. A lot of the conversations I have aren't even around training, aren't even around nutrition. It's around other, other stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of importance putting the training and nutrition, but when I'm actually speaking to somebody, it might not be about it, about the training side of things. So anybody who wants to just live happier, anybody who wants to be healthier and want to have a bit of crack for 20 minutes at the weekend, every time we get a call in, you know, that's, that's who I'm about. And yeah, that's that in a nutshell, I'd say. Yeah, that's really cool. Like, that's kind of something that I've, I've kind of been thinking as well. It's like, it's so, it's so much more motivating for me to like, I send a, I like to just don't get excited by having people fucking with superficial stuff. It's like, oh, you want to look good. Mm. It's like, but it's like, I, I, but I appreciate that that might be step A, you know, I said, I really feel like, honestly, I, I do, do believe like you know, there's a strong correlation and obviously correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation, but you know, depression over the last say 50 years, obesity over the last 50 years, like imagine yeah. that, And again, only for, only because I personally experienced it. You know what I mean? It's like when you wake up every morning, every time you get the shower, every time you get dressed, every time you're trying to put on clothes, every time, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And you don't like what you see in the mirror. That affects your mental, that affects your mental health more than anything else I've ever experienced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody, I've had a fair share of shit. 
You know what I mean? Over, over, over in my lifetime. You know what I mean? But it's like that is like, that's like fucking point A. But it's like I want to help you. Yeah, I want to help you be happy. And what one thing I say is like everybody says this whole thing is like you know eighty percent nutrition, twenty percent exercise, whatever. But I'm like, if we like, what about mindset? What about mm. mindset? It's like nothing happens. Literally zero happens. And that's kind of for us. And now we're, we're kind of shifting our, our business model a little bit. We're, we're in the process of doing like just more towards education, education, mm. coaching, and accountability. You know, so giving them trying to just empower people with the tools, knowledge, and resources they need to then live live a healthier life, you know, but but to really to dial in little simple things like, you know, how to set good goals, you know what I mean? And then more importantly, like why is that goal important to you? You know, you ask about do it all the time. It's like, what's your goal? I don't know. I just want to, I want to lose weight and tone up. It's like, mm. why? You know what I mean? It's like, all right, why do you want to lose weight and tone up? And then we delve a little bit deeper, you know, because you know, maybe I don't like, I don't like how I look after I had the babies or, you know, I want to look a little bit better for my partner or, or and it's like, oh, why do you want to look a little bit better for your partner? And then we go again, so this, this whole thing, seven levels deep. You know, we we done a, a cool thing. It's like a fitness mindset mastery a workshop. And hopefully, we'll actually yeah, work so again on. online. Massive. A couple of people, like you know, like this day changed my year and my life. Somebody mm. said that this day changed my year and my life, and it's like that's what gets me excited. Rather oh, than stuff. doing, I went to the, I went to the beach and I looked great. It's like hey, there's not, again, there's nothing wrong with that because I feel like that's an important place to start. And it's like if you have never had abs, I feel like you need to get you need to work. Like it's a very valuable experience. Do Should have abs at least once in your life. <laughs> yeah, I do, I, strong, I do believe that. Because I'm telling you, like, when you stand in front of the mirror and you're flexing, you're caught, like, there, it's, there's a, there is a huge correlation, I believe. I remember like, <laughs> before I go into championships and fight, it's like, obviously, it's like, it conditions your, your mind. It sharpens it. It sharpens the soul. You know, because it's mm. like, six-pack's not, it's not, to get a six-pack, it takes a lot of discipline. This whole thing, like, fitness, you can't buy it. You know what I mean? You can buy it. You can pay for a good coach, pay for a good gym membership or whatever. But at the end of the day, you got to put in the work. We're only here to give you, give you the help, support, and advice, and you know, um, kind of hopefully, kind of touch base and say the right thing at the right time, so it kind of keeps you taking over. Um, when you, but you got to do the work, and there's something beautiful about that that you can't, that you can't buy. You have to earn it. And when you're standing there, and you actually feel proud of yourself and how you look. That is step A, and then all of a sudden, then doors start to open everywhere else. Like I know, like I know the person I was five, six years ago, fifty, you know, fifty pounds overweight wouldn't be able to do the things I'm able to do today because you're, yeah. you're like, you're, you're a fucking, you're, 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 a, you're, you're twice the size, but half the man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and it's so true. I mean, and you see it over and over and over again. So I just really, well, obviously getting people kind of confident in the body is, is something that, I, that I'm really passionate about, but more so exactly. I want to have an effect on their mindset. I want to change, I want to change their beliefs. I want to help them address them and their beliefs. But again, I feel like sometimes I can't, I can even do personality tests and maybe I can come across a little bit harsh or a little bit blunt sometimes. <laughs> But yeah. like again, but again, that's who I am. People who resonate with that message, come work with me. If you feel like I'm a little bit too harsh or something, it's like listen, go go find somebody. And then not 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 disrespectfully, I'm saying like go find somebody else who 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 you connect with better. You know, somebody Absolutely. maybe who is a more arm around the shoulder approach. Just because that that's not me and that's not what's worked for me. So it's like, but there are loads of people out there love the likes of David Gold and Jock Will and all these people. And that's kind of that's an I'm vibing on. And that's that's kind of message yeah. I like because that's what resonates to me. Because for me, you need to fucking. I need you need to fucking cut through the bullshit and like say say like it is and get to the point. You know, because I've too busy too busy for fluffy conversations. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I I I agree with that, and it's important that you you put out the messages that you resonate with. There's no point in you talking like putting that arm around the shoulder. Let's say if that didn't resonate with you or it doesn't resonate with you, you're not you're not being genuine to yourself. And that's one thing I've tried to change up. I I would have maybe gone down that route too much, but I I'm not necessarily that sort of a character naturally sometimes it comes out like you know whenever i'm doing chat or whatever but trying to be more myself whenever i'm putting stuff out there because then it's going to attract the people that I actually will will do well with me um exactly. that's definitely been a big thing but empowering people as you mentioned is the big thing i don't want people to go away from co uh, coaching experience and feel like they haven't gained anything from it like they couldn't go away and look after their own training and their nutrition and whatever else by themselves that the limited the the least I want them to come away with is knowing a little bit more about how to look after or head after their nutrition habits and their training. A lot of people don't come away from an experience like that with any anything learned. It's just a picture and that's it. Exactly. Yeah. And then on and then and then them trainers then they'll use them pictures over and over oh. and over <laughs> and over and over again. Over again, love it. And um, that's the way we, we kind of made we make a point where we try not to use too many kind of before and after photos. Like, I prefer, like, I'd love to get people obviously on video and say, like, a video testimonial would be ideal, but you know, the Facebook yeah. reviews, the Google reviews, all that kind of stuff. Because I feel like you know, I don't want to be fucking showing you uh, what you perceive to be your worst. 
as, yeah. a, as a way. Like, I would kind of worry, maybe I prefer maybe to focus on the app. Or, but they, listen, they, but again, it's one of these things like, don't hate the player, or hate the game. You know, that's the way it is. Yeah. They, work, they work extremely well for marketing. That's why people use them, you know, unfortunately, because everybody wants the, wants, wants the quick fix, you know. Um, so, then, kind of before we wrap it up, like, what's the, where is the best place for people to get in contact? So, I see, are you putting the, I see your, your podcast will be on your Instagram page, which is what, at Coach Pig? At Coach Pig underscore higher training. So on the on my bio, there's a link there. You can go onto the the podcast through either on Spotify or on YouTube. Um, that's probably the best place to find me on Facebook. I'm the same Coach Pig higher training. Um, yeah, those are the two best places to find me. And anything else I'm doing is generally up on Instagram. You'll see me talking shite up in my story there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You love a you love a good uh, a good bit a good bit of chat on the on the old IG story. But again. Like I have to say, like you know, you inspired me. Were you and this other guy I'm doing? He's coming on our podcast uh, next month. This guy called Paul Moore. Just told me, just fuck, just get on the fucking camera, man. Just say what you have to say. You know, and it's better. You know I mean, just get it, get it out there. You know, because it's, it's you feel like, better for it as well. You do once you get it off your chest, and it's like the worst thing is like, yeah, listen, you, you comes across maybe you didn't say it in the right way, or you might have offended somebody, okay. or but listen, it is what it is. Just fucking roll with the punches and go with the flow. And again, but hopefully, but then it's like them messages that somebody says. That helped me, or that's what I need to hear today, or you know, you know, all well said, or whatever. Like that's like That is really what it's all about. Um, so guys, we leave it there for today. Again, definitely great, great chats. Love to have you on again. Um, um, hopefully, some point in the future, I'll maybe jump on your podcast as well. Um, you know, so keep keep it, man. Love, I genuinely do love love what you're doing. I love your love your message. Love Kenny, you're 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 a good guy. One of my favorite people in the in the fitness industry. I don't follow, I really don't follow. That, man. I really don't follow a lot of people on, on Instagram or whatever. So I'm always just trying to focus on my my own thing. But I definitely keep keep an eye on what, what you're doing. I, I love the fact. I love that you're such a good networker and you support other people. You know, it really is great to see people like yourself. So keep it, man. And you know, let's keep in touch. Absolutely, brother. And thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, very welcome, bro. We'll see you again. Take care.